The GXP Podcast is brought to you by Generation X Productions. Generation X Productions is your premier DJ, photo booth, and uplighting entertainment company in the northeastern Iowa area. Since 1995, Generation X Productions have been providing exceptional wedding services, corporate events, school dances, and bar and nightclub services that exceed expectations. Go to gxpdjs.com to book your event today. GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah, we love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. hit or miss I'm noticing your motive what's the answer to your question why am I not responsive time's changing you're rearranging the way you look at me so you can see my reflection time passes schedule clashes thinking about the moments you missed cause I was distracting are you down? Are you down? Are you down? What are we fighting for? I don't wanna fight anymore. Are you down? Are you down? Are you down? Are you down for me, baby? Are you leaving? Are you saying? You can quit playing them games, baby. You are losing anyway. Even if you thought we could save it, you would just turn your back again. Are you down? Are you down? Let's give everybody a little taste here. Uh, welcome to the GXP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, all the listeners out there. Of course, we're definitely going to thank you for listening all over the place uh, and sharing um, all of our uh, GXP podcasts and everything else. We got Ike, Isaac Ike. I see. I, I fucked up your name already. Isaac Burris in the studio today, That's ladies and fine. gentlemen. <laughs> I'm used to it at this point. Oh, man. I got you uh, interested in your video we were just watching there on YouTube. So 
people definitely check that out. It's a hot track. Thank I like you very that. Much. Yeah. Thank you. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. <laughs> finally, right? I know. I know. For those who don't know, we've been trying to get this popping off for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things, uh, you know, came up and, and schedules. We we had a I think we had like two other dates scheduled and then yeah. <laughs> just yeah so uh, uh you know tone is he your manager he is okay so uh, tone we had tone the boss on here from T1 Entertainment oh he was on here on here yeah yeah oh, he was okay. on here uh, I think he was like episode I don't know I think it was like nine or ten or something like that okay so this is episode twenty nine um yeah we just started this like thirteen weeks ago so <laughs> yeah we're 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 doing work man we're doing work. I love that. Yeah. So uh, Tone like hit me up today. He's like, "Hey man, last minute." And I thought he was gonna cancel. And he's like, "One o'clock, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's <laughs> do this. Let's get you on." Okay. I know. We tried to get you on before your last show here, but you know what? You got a ton of shows coming up here. You're doing big things, and so we'll, we'll have you on several times, man. Because I, I don't yeah. think this is the only time we're gonna see Isaac Burris. That's for Hopefully sure. Hopefully not. No Hopefully way. Not. No way. So what's up, man? Tell tell the world who you are and what you're doing. Well, man, um, my name is Isaac Burris. World, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm a rising pop star, recording artist, singer, songwriter, all those lovely things, and um, I'm just I'm trying to make it big. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm realizing my God-given ability and my talents, and I'm ready to share that with the world and the messages and the stories that I have to share, and I think it's very relevant to kind of what's going on with pop culture now and the world in general and i think it's good for people to hear these things from a perspective and a mind that's kind of been through the ringer a little bit um but you know we do what we do and we're working hard and i think that uh, a lot of artists are gone through the ringer or experienced some difficulties in their life and that's what kind of makes them who they are yeah you know and i'm not saying that there's every artist has been through that you know because there's some people who've had great lives and they just and they hit it but sure. it seems like the uh, the shortcomings in life or the challenges in life are what what pushes people to to become that extraordinary definitely you know uh do you want to talk about any of those or oh, for sure yeah I'll, I'll touch on like three big ones okay um i would definitely say yeah let's just get right into it you yeah. know four minutes in let's rock it boom <laughs> yeah. i would say the first two big things is definitely being a i guess kind of two in one is um a black homosexual man and it's very difficult when you're living in a community that's predominantly white um but not just that but also predominantly closed-minded as well sure um and then on top of that you know, trying to find solace then within your black community, but then not being accepted because of your homosexuality. So it's very difficult um, kind of growing up, not necessarily with being isolated with family, because sure. that's my family and I've okay. been blessed with wonderful family, Good. but being isolated just outside of the home, you know, so. You're a young man, though. I mean, you're yeah. you're a great looking young man. This you. this this man is a beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, and uh, you know, so you're a young man. You know, I mean, and your career's just getting really ramping up right now. Yeah. But so, how long did you know right from when you can remember, or was it something that was progressive? I mean, pretty much. I remember, you know, really kind of experiencing, um, kind of a subtle sense of discrimination when I was probably in kindergarten. Really? Oh, yeah. As young as and, kindergarten. Yeah. And like at the point, it was like, oh, this is this is just life. It's no big deal. Yeah. Well, looking back, going, that was kind of, whoa, whoa, hold on. That's messed up, um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously, coming of age and, you know, do I like this? Do I like that? I probably realized I was homosexual when I was in third grade. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, it was just one of those things where it kind of crossed my mind. And then society... And the rules of that were kind of like, oh, you're supposed to like girls, so that's not that's not that's a phase, right? Right. right? I'm like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. 
um, and then, you know, also growing up as a Christian, um, first off, being at a Lutheran elementary school. Okay. Um, in the home, I was raised spiritually Christian, meaning just the values right. of, you know, honestly, just Christianity. Give, being a good, give yeah, a good person. Being a good person. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> in the Lutheran school, you're raised and taught the religion. And that's where I had problems with um, myself and the overall teachings of that simply because it just went against being a good human being oftentimes. See, I grew up Catholic, and I went yeah. to Catholic school through eighth grade, and then I ended up graduating from Xavier in 99. The first year was open after going to three years of public school. Dang. Yeah, so um, – and, you know, my, my grandparents were really religious and everything. And it was, you know, you go to church on Saturday night or Sunday and, you know, right. all these things. And you don't do this and that. And then I realized that all these freaking Catholics are hypocrites. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, I, I still love the Catholic religion and everything. But I can I can level with you there sure. where you're like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, everything that they're teaching you is kind of like hypocritical. It's right. Like, and then plus, once I realized, too, that a lot of these people that lead those types of lifestyles, they really aren't happy people. And I realized, okay, yeah. this this to a point is for me because I can find happiness in some of these teachings, but the majority of this, I can tell, was definitely fabricated through time, absolutely, and altered to make it um, more fit. appealing. Yeah, yeah, a narrative mm -hmm. of something. And I was like, that's not right. So that's the first two was definitely growing up black and then gay as well, um, and then also just was it in Cedar Rapids? Um, it was half. It was mostly um, Benton County. Oh, out there. Yeah, so that's um, even more that's diverse. Even, yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, being the only, being literally being the only child within an entire high school, middle school, elementary school that had black family showing up at an event. You know, because I was maybe one of three or four um, African American folk out there. But I was the only one that actually had black representation show up at an event. Sure. Your family um, and so forth. Yeah. 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 And I mean, even in high school, I would just get the darndest questions. And I was kind of like. So do you think it wasn't accepted? Or was it, it just was like. It or was, was it like, this is the black family. Yeah. And this is our black family in the community. Right. And it was you know? so taboo to them. And I'm like, you really haven't been out of this town, have you? Well, they've been Atkins. Oh, wait, that's where it's at. Right. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, and I was just like, okay, this is kind of crazy. But um, you know, a lot of those, a lot of that, those um, those mindsets, you know, it it brought me to court against my high school. It um, it got me kicked out of a couple of um, a couple of sports. It got me for being gay. Um, I would assume so. Really? And what's funny is what? Lot, what's funny is a lot of the people that had complained about me. Um, to like a coach or just amongst other team members are the same people that were in my DMs now going, hey, man, would you, you want to come over? And I'm like, get the fuck out of hey, here. Hey, you want to say Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's all in all. It, what it, sports did you play? I, I did track. Okay. Um, And then I dabbled in soccer. Soccer? Sure. Yeah, for like literally a week or two. Really? And, and you felt like you got ran out? I mean, track... Most definitely. Soccer, wow. not so much. I was just like, you, like, the, it was just the energies in the room. I didn't appreciate. And I was like, this ain't for me. I didn't even That's get to. too a, bad because I'm I sure you're an amazing game. athlete. You're in great shape. So Thank you. You, you. you have to. I be, mean, you know? I, you know, I mostly did it just because I wanted to, because these are, these are the first couple years of high school for me. So I was still closeted. I mostly did okay. it to just kind of appeal to 
you know, I wanted my parents to be happy because right. I'm doing a sport and I wanted people to see, oh, I'm not just some show choir, choir head. So did your family know at this time? Um, Child, my family. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 my, I, my family was like, you ready yet? You're not. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll come back to you. So they were supportive then? Of course. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, it's I mean, so wonderful to have that blessing. So they probably knew way before you knew that they knew. Child, I was. I remember having conversations with my mother, and she was like, you were two years old playing with Barbies, and your cousin would be like, oh, he gay. And I'd be like, no, he's not Lee. And then I would think to myself, maybe he is. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy because my mom will say that. And then I'll go to other family members and be like, we had no idea. And I was like, you're lying. Yeah, you're lying. You're, you're actually Just lying. Just say you knew. It's right. fine. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so growing up, you know, it, there were challenges, but they were fun. They were good challenges. They were healthy challenges. At some point, stressful. Um, but I look back on them and I'm thankful for them because they really helped shape me and my mental psyche, who I am now. And they've given me great content to write about. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great story. So when did you come to Cedar Rapids then? Um, I, technically, I've been in Cedar Rapids for almost all my life. Okay. Um, when we first started to go out to school in Benton Community, I was first living in Keystone. Okay. And then we moved to Cedar Rapids off Stony Point. Okay. Which was still roughly the same distance. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And then after that, when I decided to go to high school in Benton, in Benton County, we moved to Atkins. Okay. And that point is really kind of where I was like, maybe I could take music seriously. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I'll go to college for music. And then I went to college for a semester for music. And I said, oh, no, this ain't the same. No? Yeah, because I, I realized you, you and I. Okay, well, and, that's a um, great college. Yeah. Right. And, you know, shout out to Michelle Monroe, who was my voice teacher. Um, and shout out to Dr. Valentine, who was my professor in the music side of things. Nice. Um, but shout out to them because they taught me that that wasn't the place for me. Really? Yeah. Um, I realized I can literally get this exact same treatment um, as far as being taught the ways of how to properly sing technique from any other person. Really? And I would prefer, you know, a person of color, you know, a black person of color, because that structure of a voice is much different from this structure of voice. Right. And I have more so this than that. So they're able to, I feel like that person, that type of person will be able to work with me better. Um, you know, my voice is still growing and changing. So it's still in that malleable f stage. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing. Ooh. And I'll still like, you know, I'll still make trips down there because I have friends that are in college still and I'll sure. see them when I can and talk to them and see how they're doing vice versa. And it's, you know, it's wonderful. I mean, it's nice that I can still have those relationships with them, even though we've definitely buttheads sure wasn't college yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but i was there for a semester and then i went ahead and decided while i was in college i need to actually like pursue a career in music how old were you when you decided this i was 19 19 years old yeah no i was 18 Eight. going on 19 okay yeah Okay. So so then how did you decide to pursue it then? Well, um I it all started with when I was in high school, I was a junior and I was a part of a boy band through Z102.9 called Get out of here, really? Yeah. What was it called? Clairboyant. Clairboyant. Because Claire Duffy is part of the morning show. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Let's just do this name and blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's funny because I hated the idea. 
And I had a friend who was like, you got to do it. It's going to be great. I'm going to do it. And I was like, no. And next thing you know, I was, it's crazy because this is the one I never listened to the radio in the morning. Really? Never. And this was the one time on my little like iPhone, iPod docking station where for whatever reason, the dock for my iPod wasn't working. And I was so mad because I wanted to listen to the Beyonce album, be, you know, self-titled. Yep. And I was so mad. I was like, I want to hear this song. I want to get ready to do this song. It's going to be great. It wasn't working. I was mad. So I was like, okay, the next best thing, I guess, is the radio. So I flipped to 102.9. I'm getting ready and I'm washing my face. <laughs> and I hear, so that was blah, 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 blah. They just auditioned. Tomorrow we have auditions by this person, this person, Isaac Burris. And I was like, what? So I'm like, <laughs> hey, dog, yeah. what did you do? And they're like, oh, I put your name down. Who is this? Um, I'm not going to say their name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a friend of yours or? It was somebody from my past. Okay. And <laughs> right. we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just like, nah, for real. And I'm on top. Like, hey, mom. So this is happening tomorrow. Ah. Um, I need you to call me out of school. And this is morning. junior year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Shout I, out to Clarence. You know, people okay. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. 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 And Scott Schulte, who is no longer with them. Yeah. He's in Connecticut doing his own thing. Eric Hansen now runs the morning show. Is He's a good really? buddy of mine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. I haven't been there in a minute, so. Yeah. But I get there that morning. I audition. I, I make the cut. And. Through them, I met a producer, Tim King, and ever since then, him and I have been like this. And you know, he, is he from around here? He is. He, he is really. Yeah, I, he he might have been in like Illinois, or whatever, but yeah, he's from around here. From the Midwest, at least. Yes. Okay, because I was like, I don't know anybody in this area named that. But. Um, but he recognized my ability to write music and my ability to pick up on a melody and excuse me, X, Y, and Z. So he eventually, this is now summer going into my freshman year of college. Okay. He was like, hey, here's a song idea. I figured we could do this before you leave for college, this and that and the fourth. And I was like, all right, cool. So I recorded it. And it happened to be like the first, like very rough draft of Getaway. Okay. But, then, but I want to know more about this boy band. Did that ever pop off? I, I mean, kind of. <laughs> It was supposed to be a joke, and then they realized, we have some talent in this group. Wait a minute. Yeah. So they kind of let it go until we all separated to go to, like, college or other things. So we were literally junior year until we graduated high school. This was a thing. I mean, we had— Did you guys do shows and stuff? Yeah, we did a Farmer's Market. We did—we um, <laughs> were in the July, 4th of July parade. Um we did a show at TCR. No kidding. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We had like we had a couple like three or four songs. We had Call You Mine was our first song. For All Time was our second song. Um and I think For All Time is still on iTunes, which is crazy. I'm going to see if I can find anything on YouTube about this cuz I had you, no you idea. You could literally search For All Time and that's on there. All Time? For All Time. For All Time? Yeah. All right. If it's not, I'll be shocked. And it's clairvoyant, C-L-A-I-R-E? Uh, C-L-A-R-E. Boy is capital B, capital O, capital Y, and then ant, A-N-T, clairvoyant. Uh, let's see here. Buoyant music. Uh, are, are you clairvoyant? No. No. Just for, for the time, clairvoyant. Oh, man. 
I'm not seeing anything. Really? I know. I was super excited about that. There's like a whole video and everything. Really? Yeah. Huh. You know what? I'm just going to try this. We'll, we'll just try it for all time. Oh, Clar? No, not Clar. See? That's what happens when you don't... Uh, when you don't uh, prep ahead of time. <laughs> Listeners are like, get to it. Come on. I don't know. We'll try to find it here. But either which way. Yeah. So so you guys did shows and everything else uh, yeah. for basically your senior year. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you went off to college. And, and mm-hmm. this is where you kind of. Yeah. And when I went off to college. That's where I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nah. Uh, Tim, he was like, hey, I know the band is parting ways because, you know, you got to. But I want to work with you. And I was like word okay yeah you know um and once we did get away which fun fact about the song it was actually originally about a divorce crazy divorce story i'm not gonna say what it was because this person you know god forbid they, they listen and like that was my story yeah, um right? <laughs> but it was about a divorce and tim was like yeah so i want you to take the song and flip it in your own way and i was like okay um, so I wrote the second verse, I reworked the first, and I kind of added my own elements to the hook of the song, and after we did the first situation and released it, um, I would say back end of the first semester in college, he reached out to me again and was like, hey, I'm moving the studio to this dude, Gerard, um, you know, he used to work with Sony, he like helped um producer work on the incredible soundtrack like he's insane he's super talented he wants to like make a project with you and nice help. and i was like word okay okay so that became my first ep discovery discovery okay and that's when we actually reworked getaway to be even bigger than when it was getaway it was not on there is that on youtube i don't think getaway's on youtube i don't see it on there yeah but um it's on everything else i'm pretty sure it should be yeah so. Spotify and Apple Music and everything, mm-hmm. everything that I don't subscribe to. <laughs> As a DJ, like we're sitting down here before the podcast talking, and you're like, "Do you have uh, uh, Spotify?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't pay for it." Okay. Uh, do you have Apple Music? Uh, no, I I don't use that either. And you just looked at me with like this look in your face, you like, know, "What the fuck?" You, <laughs> you you probably could like find a preview of it on iTunes though. Like if you just search it up in iTunes and like you know click the little like icon and it'll like play a preview of it. All right. Um, I'm gonna admit something that I haven't admitted on here before. I don't. I don't think I've ever used iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm so old school with my music. Like, you know, when I when I DJ, we sub- uh, subscribe to services and everything, and we can download it from there. But um, um, let's uh, – where is my iTunes on my phone? I don't even know. I know. This is a really embarrassing moment. Um, it was kind of like a couple podcasts ago when I just got schooled on a bunch of shit I didn't know. So – you're probably sitting there like, way to go. Um, yeah, I know. I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? It was like the dumbest <laughs> podcast ever for me. That's you know? funny. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, so I got music on here, but uh, then do I just search? Is that it? Um, yeah. I, I, is it really? Oh, I just went white, dummy. Get three months free. <laughs> Not now. They said Apple Music. Let's see if I can find it here. Holy cow. I know everybody listening right now is like, come on, B, really? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Um, hey. I just never had to. My old band director from Vinton, the yeah. one that he he had my back through everything. Like that was my ride or die. Um, Scott Weber, shout out to you. He just commented on my live. Um, 
I need to make an appointment to actually make one of his um because he teaches out at Mount Vernon High School now. No kidding. I need to make an appointment to actually come see one of their shows this year. Because right, I, I got to do three months free. Freaking fabulous. Confirmed. He's a genius when it comes to directing a band. He's just he's a visionary, honestly. Uh, at uh, Vinton, he said, or Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm so glad he made the switch too because they really respect him up there and they really see his talent for not only just teaching a band but also being able to just work with kids in a very productive, fun way. All right, we're going to play this track here, a Getaway. This is your first one here? Mm-hmm. I just signed up for iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right on the spot <laughs> because Isaac Burris. Yes. <laughs> My impact, yeah. the influence. <laughs> it's cost me 99 cents a month. <laughs> I'm packing up and moving on. It could have worked. Forget it all. You played the game. What year was this? 2017. Okay. The demo track was recorded in 2016. I like that. I was expecting like this big climax and it was just like, hmm, yeah. Right, real smooth. Like, yeah. So this verse is about my high school. Dude, I love it, man. The layers of your production is awesome. I mean, I can tell how many layers are there. I'm not a producer or anything, but I've been in the studio. You know, I know my way around the studio. And I can tell the layers that you put in on top of it, you know. Yeah. Who does your production, man? Myself and Tim King. That was Tim King. Yes. We the only two in the room. Really? Yeah. Where do you record it? Um, I used so this project as well as my um second project, they were all recorded at G Mix E Studios. So the gentleman Gerard, who wanted to work with me, that's his place of work, that's his business. Um, and at the time Tim was working through them. So I recorded and oh, where's that located? I mean, Cherry yeah. Building. Cherry Building. Cedar Rapids. That's why you're talking about that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. My buddy Austin used to have a studio in there. Um, it's a nice space. It is a nice space. Like, I, I love the vibe. You walk in and yeah. it's very rustic. Historic. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I love it. I know the hallways with the wood floors and everything. You creak every time you walk. I know. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I know. It is pretty cool. Uh, Big Bang and I did a we did a couple of videos there and recorded a bunch of sessions. Oh, also with Rollin K too. Yeah, this is back in the day. You know, <laughs> that's Big Bang. That's Tone Chuck. Oh my God. Zaya. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tough Tuflon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Darrell, uh, who's uh, running for uh, city senate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's awesome. I know. I was their uh, road DJ or their actual DJ for for many many years. That's insane. We, I broke SpongeBob ready for him. Yeah. 
this is like two, I'll never forget when I saw that video. Two thousand two thousand nine. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we shot that video in bricks. Um, I used to pack bricks uh, downtown Cedar Rapids every Wednesday night. From you know, I'd get there at like eight thirty, and we go till two in the morning, and we put like three to four hundred people in there in bricks. Top floor, bottom floor, just packed. Yeah, it was extremely claustrophobic. But I had this whole area where oh I DJ, like I DJ up top, mm-hmm. and then we had couches behind me and uh, That's videos bougie. on the screen. Oh yeah, and uh, I had my security at the at the entrance, so nobody could like come in back there unless I told them. We called That's... it BLP, Brian Lee's people, instead of VIP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's dope though. That was that was way before you. You're probably you know it was fifth grade. Yeah, exactly. You know, grade school then. So yeah. Um. That's uh yeah yeah we uh Big Bang and I did a bunch of shows together. We we're, we're gonna have to get together and all do another one because it would, that would be, be that'd be that'd be very interesting to see. Oh, it, it would be awesome. You know, if if uh we can get all the guys back together and if we could get people to come out because everybody that used to follow us around are all in their in their mid thirties or late thirties now. <laughs> I mean, hey, Tone is still rapping. Is he? Yeah, we actually just did a song. We um, I'm actually heading there tonight to finish la- uh, laying down some layer vocals. No shit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I didn't know he still rapped. I thought he was just doing the oh, management, yeah. DJ, and everything. Every else. now and then he'll dabble, and I'll be like, "Damn, I'm telling you, you can keep that up your sleeve this whole yeah. time." Wait a minute. Oh, dude, he's a killer rapper, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Zaya too. We just had Zaya on uh, a couple podcasts ago. Probably oh, dope. Ten podcasts ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's his new album. So. Come on, Zaya. Shout out to you. Yeah, I know, right? It was a fun one. It was a fun one. So, uh, more about your story here. Uh, you know that that kind of brings us up to this this track right here in that album, mm-hmm. and then you have newer stuff after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I met you right before Summer Jam last summer. Not this this past summer. It was gotcha. Summer Jam 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met you right before that because I sat normal tone. I was supposed to DJ, and then he didn't. Things went awry at down at the amphitheater, so I didn't actually get to play. That was a big mess there that day. Well, um, you know, Tone <laughs> does great things, but uh, he, I think he realizes, like, man, the, the 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 planning side of it wasn't where it needed to be. I don't know. This last one out of Hawkeye Downs, how'd that go? It went great. That yeah. was a good show. That's I mean, what I heard too. So I mean, the biggest issue with 2018 Summer Jam was just the fact that the city was like, "Oh, black people on our white space, we don't want that," and they literally were just throwing insane roadblocks every single step. So it never really gave Tone and anybody else involved in management the time to really focus on making it what yeah. it was supposed to be, and it was super heartbreaking. Come to find out, you know, you wanted to charge us. Ten thousand dollars in extras to police security at the yep. event, and two officers show up the whole time. Yeah, and we're in the backyard at the police station. Yeah, you know, and I digress. Well, that that uh, that space is their their you know the city's sacred space. You know, what's I mean, sacred about it? I'm not saying anything is. Right. I, that's what they treat it as. Exactly. You know, um, uh, actually, Rollin K. You know, Rollin, right? Rollin K. Yes. Yeah. So him and I were the first ever. To do a hip hop themed Uptown Friday nights there. Wow, how'd yeah, that go? It was awesome. Uh, this that. was like sixteen, two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um, you know he he does his you know he's all clean rap and everything. Yeah. Uh, your your lyrics are all clean too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was the first time that Uptown Friday nights let a hip hop theme you know hip hop event right. happen. Uh, we had seventeen hundred people show up. Exactly uh, my point. It was, like, it, it was totally, it was it, great. And it still breaks my heart to hear, oh, this is the first time we had a, and it's just like, 
interesting how you hear this is the first time we had a, and it's always followed by something tied to black culture. Always. Uh, it's hip hop in general. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think of it as black or white or, or Asian or, or Mexican or anything. Well, no. It's just hip hop, you know? And sure. so, but it has a stigma with it, you right. know? Especially um, when it derived and it originated from. Correct. A hundred percent. Which, you know, I love that y'all will recognize that, but you only recognize that when it wants to hurt the genre. You sure. know what I'm saying? And that's one of my biggest things. Cause uh, I can go into it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh boy. Let me not even go there. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've been, I've been playing hip hop music for, for over 25 years. Um, and, uh, and, and it's funny how, when some people meet me and they're like, well, you're like Puerto Rican or something, right? Like they want to believe that I'm not just freaking Caucasian. <laughs> I'm like, no man, just cause I have a shaved head and I look like Pitbull doesn't mean I'm fucking Puerto Rican. All right. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's what happened before. You know, I used to work on this radio station in Chicago, 107.3 VIP and it was a hip hop station at drive time, two to 6 PM every single day. And, uh, I broadcast through the internet from Cedar Rapids and there'd be times that I'd, I'd drive to Chicago four or five times a week or stay there. Jesus. You know, um, I loved radio that much. Right. Yeah. And, uh, People, you know, I, I was on the radio, you know, um, it was called Under the Radar with Brian Lee, blah, 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 2 to 6 p.m. I had DJs come on, do mix shows. Um, you know, we interviewed people like, uh, um, w- w- who do we have? Uh, we had Kanye, we had uh, Murphy Lee and the St. Lunatics, That's you know, stuff crazy. like that. Yeah, and they're all call-ins, stuff like that, you know, but uh, um, people would meet me from the station that listen out there and they're like, oh, you're white. And I'm like, what made you think I wasn't? Like, you just, and and so that, w- that was kind of like a, reverse yeah you know and and it's like well well we just figured since you're on a hip-hop station that you're at least mixed or something i'm like no "No, man i just love hip-hop right you know and i love radio you know and Mm -hmm. and so i don't know it's just um you know for many for many years in the city you know uh, i had the police shut told told bars that i couldn't play there anymore because i played hip-hop music and and it wasn't just hip hop. I played top forty and 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 everything else. Oh, of course, but, but the minute they hear hip hop, yeah. Oh god. Well, well, people would fight too, and they're like, "Well, this is the this is what you know brings in the fights and these people." And I'm like, That's "No, man, it's not. It's not That's that not at correct. all. I'm playing the most popular genre of music that has ever been made in the entire world right now. You know, it's across every single continent. Yeah. And I've gotten told so many times, "Hey, we can't book you anymore because the police said that we would they would shut us down if they booked you again." So I had to completely reinvent my company. I know you're getting worked up about this, and then this, this like I'm 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 hot right now. I know, and you know, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm just I'm just providing a good time for people, right. and I had to completely step away from the bar scene altogether and re-image my entire company to where I wasn't looked at as a hip hop or a rap. DJ company because that's not what we are. Right. We're, we're we we play all types of music. We do all types of events. We do all types of corporations. Mm-hmm. Everything, but we're being pigeonholed what's, because of yeah, one genre of music. What's crazy is this. Um, so on my latest project, Velvet Empire, I have a song called Icy, and it's literally a song that talks about the glorification of um, Black gay culture and the importance of it. Um, that's great. And on the track, I actually freestyle my first verse and I rap. Um, and because of that one song, when people hear it or when bookers hear it, they go, oh, hip hop artist or urban artist, Isaac Burris. And I'm like, you classify me as hip hop or urban. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not, I'm a pop artist. Right. But you hear that one song and you want to classify me as this, 
And in this area, that literally hurts my image. It shouldn't, but it does. Because you heard the one song that I was rapping on the one time when eight of my other nine songs, my entire catalog essentially, is not that. But you heard that one song, you're right. like, oh, hip-hop artist, okay. And it's like, well, okay, well, people hear hip-hop, they're going to think, oh, I'm going to rap. And then I get up there and I'm singing. I'm dancing. I'm doing both at the same time. I have background dances. It's a production show. Right. And everyone goes, this is hip-hop. Wait a minute. And it's like, well, it can be hip-hop, but I'm not hip-hop. Right. And, you know, if I were to be hip-hop. So what? Exactly. So what? I've never rapped so. a bar in my life. I mean, on record or anything, you know, maybe mess around with my friends. I am not good. I cannot rap. <laughs> um, but I get, I got classified as, well, I'm I'm a hip, you know, I'm a rap DJ, hip hop DJ. He causes problems. I cause the fucking problems? What? You know, and that that's not right. You're a performer. Mm-hmm. You're an amazing performer. I've seen you on stage and you fucking kill it, Thank dude. Oh my much. God. Like, like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I performed tonight. No, you got up on stage. You cut the freaking microphone. You kind of rapped. I didn't really understand what you said because you didn't know how to hold the microphone correctly. Mm-hmm. You had no stage presence. You were too egotistical. Um, you, on the other hand, it's like everybody stops and watches because it's a performance. Yeah, It's fun to it's watch the, you, man. Thank you. It's one of the biggest reasons why I'm excited to move out of Iowa next year just because. What? I Yeah. <laughs> if y'all didn't know i'm moving next year hey <laughs> yeah he just said it now yeah right um but i'm just i'm tired of the dense comfortability of mediocrity in the area where are you gonna go minnesota minneapolis minneapolis i actually have a wonderful contact with a producer out there who works in paisley park I opened up for Buster Rhymes at the uh, First Avenue Club there. You better. You better. 2002. I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I sent him a couple of my tracks, and he was like, where have you been all my life? And I was just kind of like, perfect. What the f- Dude, Paisley, music- you produce and Paisley, you work with this person. This you, You're saying this, like that floored me. And I realized it's because oh, I, my, I really am worth it. My music really is worth yeah. that my production, my brand, my performances really are worth that. It's just because of the cloud of mediocrity that hangs over this state. People only want to recognize the mediocre when it comes to artistry. And anything beyond that is like, okay. Well, it's a tough market here. I mean, it, it is. Cedar and, Rapids is a very old school town with old school people mm-hmm. running it. There's a reason why there are specific artists that are in the area that get the most clout, the most play for doing the bare minimum. There's a reason for that because the biggest thing that I've noticed here is you're going to get big bookings. You're going to get big this as long as you are the background music and the liquor sales, what brings in the money. 100%. That's You said it perfectly. Exactly. And it's like, okay, well, when I realized that, I'm going, you look at every big artist that actually is worth a damn in the industry right now. And every single person isn't bothered about they liquor, isn't bothered about smoking, they puff, puff, and pass. They're bothered and worried about what the hell is going on stage because this is so much to take in. It's too captivating. Right. But if that happens here, oh, he's doing too much. Oh, he's cocky. What, who does he think he is? Well, and it's hard to be an independent, like a you know, an artist that has original music in this market. You know, you see cover bands killing it all over. It's it's such a simple minded market. Oh, I know this song, I can sing along to it. Well well think about if you got on stage in front of one of those those uh 
cover bands that that sell out freaking arenas. Sure. And, you know, say you open for them. I think, to be honest with you, it, it would people would either have two reactions. One, they'd either be like, this is awesome and, and, and be captivated in it. Or they'd be like, I don't know this song. I'm not, I'm not paying attention. Let me say this. <clears throat> There's a reason why I cover bands don't book me to open for their show. I'm sure because you upstage it, man. You know. <laughs> and, you know, when I think about that, I just think to myself, I don't understand why, though. I mean, you bring in the people. Right. So why are you? And you should because you Why can, is your ego being threatened? You appeal to all audiences, man. I try to. You know, I mean, your music, it, it goes across the board. You know, we'll play some more stuff here, and it's and it's really well put together. By Thank the way, you your much. music videos fucking rock, dude. Thank I don't know you. who does your videography. You do? Yeah. It's, really? It's literally everything. I mean, is, I'm not surprised, but I'm just like. <laughs> everything is done by me. Everything wow. is directed by me. The people that edited, are. Edited everything? Basically, everything. The people that shoot the videos, though, are young creatives. They're a part of my videography team. They're right. their own brand. Um, shout out to Riley and Juan of Young Creatives. Um, they are the ones that are just behind the camera. But I tell them, I want this angle here. I want this. I want this to be this and that, that. And then we'll sit down for four to ten hours and I'll tell them where this clip needs to go, where that needs to be. Cause so I, they just do the hard, the, the hardware work, and you, you're directing every part of it. Yes. Awesome, dude. I, I don't do anything if it's not that because, well, if my <laughs> if my title is artist. Doesn't stop it just singing. Why wouldn't I? Dancing. Exactly. Why wouldn't I be an artist in every field that encompasses being a recording artist? That doesn't make any sense to not do that. You're like a fucking inspiration, man. You know, it's like, I mean, anybody listen, I'm just like, well, I ain't doing shit right now compared to Isaac Burris right now. Oh no, God, no, no, no. I just no. You're hungry. You're killing it, and you're going after it. And that's the best part is like, there's not a task that you won't tackle or try to complete. Um, and that is refreshing because a lot of people are like, well, you know, I, I recorded my shit now, make me rich. Man, there's so much more to it. Well, oh, I mean, you know, that mindset is valid. I understand that mindset. Right. But if that's the case, what about your shit is what about it that's going to want to make the money come in? Right. Yeah. You know, what, what's, the, what's the direction in your track? And that's the funny thing, too, is like a lot of these types of people are hip hop artists. I mean, it is the biggest genre in music right now. 100%. Because of a few people that are just blowing it up to the roof. And it's like, okay. Because of that, however, that really opened the door for mediocrity within the professional industry of that genre to kind of just comfortably sit at the forefront. Right. You know, I'm listening to a lot of the newer tracks that come out just because I'm thinking maybe this is actually going to be decent. You know, and I'm yeah. going, you know, then I kind of get like it kind of encourages me more because I'm thinking, well, damn, if this person put this out and they're getting this type of clout for it. Let somebody from that market hear my stuff. And I'm going, there you go. Yeah. So at this point, it's just a, I need to get my bag up. I'm going to move out to an area that's caters to that. I'm going to put myself in front of their faces. And Lord's willing, the rest will be history. M Minneapolis, Twin Cities is a great music town. It is. I mean, next to Austin, Texas. I mean, uh, and Nashville. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, up in the top five as mm -hmm. far as music, you know, uh, markets right in the entire country you know as far as um the population isn't too big you can be heard you know if you go out to la or new york or something i mean you're a needle in the haystack right um you're close to home yep. you're only four hours away from, from i have home. family in minnesota oh do you really yes. oh yeah so i mean i love minneapolis um and 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 st paul i have i have family up there and uh 
Lake Elmo, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I think you're you're gonna really like it up there, and I think it's a great opportunity for you, man. It I is. mean, I mean, a lot of people go to Chicago, and there again, you're. There's more hip hop town. That and um, you know, it's so it's so freaking big, man. It is. You know, I mean, yeah, you can play, in, you can gig in bars and clubs and stuff like that, but you know, people do that in their entire life and right. never get discovered. Uh, Minneapolis, if you got contacts up there, and uh, they have great recording studios, they got a great music scene. Mm-hmm. They're all about it. Um, I think that's a, it's a wonderful move for you, man. And I'm I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. This yeah. is, I mean, it sucks. That, I mean, but you're only four hours away. So right. if, we, if you need to pop down to Iowa, man, that's not a sure. big deal. I mean, my my main fan bam is here, so I'll yeah. be here. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I realized after this summer doing the tour, headlining Pride shows. You know, headlining a show at Theater of Cedar Rapids, which is unheard of. So right. I thank God for that opportunity. Um, going through all of the trials and tribulations that came with this experience, there were many. Um, you know, now I'm sitting here, I'm going to myself, all right, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. I have two EPs on every professional streaming platform this many music videos i've done these shows you know my resume is there there are people who have been in my shows that can attest to what i'm saying my brand is right i need to get out of here now at this point so right now i'm just everyone's like oh with new music or videos or this, blah, blah. and i'm like i've done projects to make me look busy during this time right <laughs> that are going to come out eventually uh-huh. Um, but right now I'm not doing a whole lot as far as music goes, just because I mean, sure, I'm always writing, um, and I'm always producing on my own, you know, just kind of keeping my mind at right. that level. Yeah, when I'm when I am ready, it's like, okay, now we can really turn it on. Uh, but right now I'm focused on working my side job as much as I can, getting all my money saved up the best that I can flipping those bags into bigger bags and then moving out to a place that I will be wildly more accepted. The cool thing about just going up to uh, Minneapolis and the Twin Cities is that you can continue to still promote here in Cedar Rapids all day like you're still here. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to realize that you're not residing in the same city that you're making the music from because right. you, you got your manager here, you got your, you know, your, your, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the management company and so forth, they're going to continue to plug away. Of course. And then, you know, if you got to come down here once a month for shows or every couple months for shows, fucking right, man. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to realize that you're up there doing big things. Um, dude, you got to figure it out already. It's, it's kind of crazy because, like, it's, it's familiar, but it's new territory for me because right now I feel like I'm re entering the development phase again. You have to, though. You know? You have to for every new step. You have to, and you and you got to rebuild from it. You yeah. know, take what take the knowledge that you did learn from the first phase, and then start phase two, and be like, how how am I going to make this phase twice as big as my first phase? Right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like building a business. You know, say you do you you start a business from scratch and you do well and you sell it, then you almost have that itch. You're like, I got to start another business because exactly. I know how to do it, but I want to. I know what I. N- know now that i didn't know before yeah does that make sense you of know course. and so you know do you just roll it over and just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger you right know? your contacts are going to be huge you already have them you know yeah 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 you're excited <laughs> i can tell man look at the smile on your face I'm, this is so great i'm, I'm very excited i'm nervous too because I'm, I'm thinking to myself okay what if 
people are like, oh, he's trash. You know, nobody's gonna think that, man. I mean, there's gonna be people who are gonna be haters, and, and well, that, that okay. those are the people I'm talking about. You know, obviously that's that's gonna happen regardless. You know, I hope that that happens. That's gonna give me, you know, more of a drive to do what I want to do. But if you weren't nervous, then I'd be worried for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because overconfidence is like, oh, I got this shit. Well, it's like, well, you're going in a market that's five times bigger than you're in right now. Right. Um, literally, you know, I think what's their population up there like? A lot. You know, is it is it a million yet? At, damn. I don't. I don't, I don't know. even know. I know I could probably look it up. I'm but, just excited yeah. to be at a venue. And perform at a venue that I know for sure is going to be full of people, right. just because people want to see something. Yeah, whether they're there for you or not, literally, you're you're able to show your 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 style and your talents yeah. in front of people that are basically right. virgin ears and eyes. I mean, one of my favorite things to do when I perform live too is I love taking my original music, and you know I'll go on my, my mixing and editing program, and I will take cover songs and I'll weave it into my original music. So I do this like a sample kind of. So I do this awesome thing with um, my song Restless, which talks about basically kind of somewhat the opposite of the song that I put with it. Drunk in Love by Beyonce. Uh-huh. So both songs are talking obviously about some form of making love at some point. What's the song right. called? Restless. Restless. And um, except Restless is talking about kind of the failure of a relationship due to, you know, the physicalities of everything, the lust of everything. Yeah. And Drunk in Love was talking about the success and the growth of a relationship due to the physicality. Yeah. Uh, and the lust of everything. But both kind of, I want to say they're in some form of minor key, I think. <laughs> I'm research <gonna> <laughs> a little more. But because of that, I'm able to really weave and mold the two. And it, it's such a fun thing. People are always like, always oh, doing this song. Okay, I know this song. Then all of a sudden you hear Drunk in Love cut and you're in there going, they all freak out. And it's such a fun moment. And then I'll go back into Restless at the very end. Let's take a listen to it. Yeah, for sure. Let people, let people listen to Restless. Now that you've talked it up so much. Looking back now, I was wrong. When I wanted it all along. Nothing more, nothing less. Just the sex. Hold your breath. I'm going restless. I'll see you in the pictures. Yeah, I should have figured. It was some greater that was telling me you would pull the trigger Yeah, my heart exploded I should have been motivated The pain I feel, it was something real Why you ain't notice? Cheers for your pleasure You don't ease the pressure Take what I'm giving Act like I'm living But really, I'm just dying inside Looking back now, I was wrong You gon' get what you deserve Tears for your pleasure You don't ease the pressure Take what I'm giving Acting like I'm living But really I'm just dying inside My question is, you need 
Man, people can definitely relate to your music, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that when I wrote the story of this song, that I really I wanted people to hear it, that they're able to relate it to any type of relationship to their life, not just romantic. Um, it's a breath of fresh air right now. It's it's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, I thank mean, uh, it's it sometimes like uh, when you hang around a bunch of hip hop artists and so forth. You know, it's like okay, that that sounds great. Your production is right. great and everything, but this is like R and B, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's great. Thank you. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite songs too that I've ever done, and it's everyone's always like, really, it's like one of your first songs, and I'm like, that that song was literally the first song. Aside from Getaway that I recorded. Really? Mm -hmm. I was so eager to get in the booth and record just because when I was writing this song, I had been through two relationships that were, by society's rules, toxic. And during that process, I was also dealing with not necessarily dealing with is because I was pretty comfortable with this happening in my life, but the divorce of my parents. Okay. And I was kind of like, what if I kind of took what they're going through and put myself in those shoes All right. and how it would feel if I was in that type of environment, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And I kind of wrote from their perspective too. Cause I know for a fact, my mother's listening to this song and kind of use it as a bit of, you know, a mechanism for closure and stuff. Nice. So you can be, shit high school you can be you know at the time 38 years old and how'd you know my age what how'd you know my age you're 38 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was saying the age of my mom at the time I was, I was just saying an old man but, uh... <laughs> no so no but i was just like you know it, it restless to me is one of those songs that really transcends the test of time because whenever you listen to it you can always relate it to something that it's talking about I can feel it. I dig it. Weird. Just got a phone call from somebody I haven't uh, talked to in like two years. Maybe they're listening. I'm sure. Or watching. They're watching. He was talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I've been single for uh, over two years. It's been awesome. I bet it has been. It's been, well, I was, uh, you know, I dated uh, basically since I was like 14 up until... I was 36 years old. After that last toxic relationship, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm... And it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's so great. It's like, so nice. You know, because I have a 14 and 12-year-old, right. and uh, they're best friends with each other. We're all best friends together. Like, we don't fight. We don't argue. We we just get along awesome. I know. It sounds weird. Everybody's like, yeah, right. No, seriously. Like, we're best friends. Of course. So we can do whatever we want whenever we want. I'm going to clear it with anybody. We just do whatever we want. And uh, you know what? I'm totally happy with it. So yeah. unless somebody comes along that totally sweeps me off my feet, uh, right. I'm and, totally cool with it. And honestly, that's the one thing too that I'm really excited and looking forward to is raising a family. Um, You know, I've always been the family man ever sure. since I was probably four years old. I was like, mommy, I want to, I want to raise a family. I want to have children one day. And, even now, that hasn't changed. Like I'm, and you still can, of course. Do you got a boyfriend? I do. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lucky they, man. Lucky man. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's kind of crazy because they were like, "I don't want kids," and I was like, "Well, that's gonna have to change." What do you mean you don't want kids? Raising kids is gonna be fun with me, child. I'm. I'm I mean, I've been helping raising kids for 
shit since I was like nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. So. So are, are your siblings all younger? I only have one sibling. Oh. Okay. But when I was in fourth grade, my mother's brother was like consecutively having children. So I would always, whenever they were in town or your, your mother's brother, my uncle. Your uncle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, once he me had for a second. <laughs> once he had his kids, you know, they were all fresh fresh kids and you know i was still young enough to where like um you know if they were over over from out of state or something like that you know i would help raise them essentially yeah. I would, hey hand me this hey can you take you know them upstairs when i'm like sure no problem and I, I fell in love with the process and i fell in love with them you know and yeah because you can give them back you don't have to deal with all the shitty stuff <laughs> But when it's your own, man. Right. When it's, and I'm sure once it's my own, I'm not going to mind that either. I spent most of my 20s changing diapers, bro. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I mean, so, I, and I don't regret it. Right. Just, I'm, I'm so excited to one day have that. Plus, it'll give me material to write about. Yeah. You know, and I'm also excited to incorporate my children in my visuals and my music videos uh-huh. and things like that. It's just to show there's one thing that I really believe, um, you know, with you know, kind of getting more on the political side of things, but just kind of how when you're in this industry, how you have the chance to make so much money mm-hmm. and you know, that is due to the fact that we live in a capitalist society. Correct. But the way I view it is obviously taking that money and putting it back into the business, also taking that money and opening other businesses to, for charitable reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, and then also generational wealth, because there's a beauty with seeing where you came from and understanding that heritage, mm-hmm. that background, mm-hmm. and being able to not only pass that type of wealth to your children, right, but also the monetary wealth to your children and telling them this wealth here, the knowledge of where you come from, the understanding of your excellency and your grace and your royalty is far more powerful than this monetary wealth will ever be. However, because of the society that we live in, you can use this type of wealth to exemplify and exude this wealth. And should you use it properly to uplift others around you, that's how you should be using this monetary wealth. You should be a goddamn preacher. (laughs) I mean... That didn't make any sense. But (laughs) I I grew up in the church. That's good, Um, yeah. But I mean, because it's just... You know, you look at people who are million billionaires and they're not they're doing they're not doing appropriate things with their wealth, you sure. know. And it breaks my heart because why wouldn't you? Why why wouldn't you want that type of heart to yeah. be like, damn, I have all this all this monetary wealth. I'ma sit on it. Like, well who are you helping then? What what do you mean you're just gonna sit yeah, on it? You don't it? need all that money. Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm just I'm excited to one day after being in the the industry industry for a while, raising a family and being able to share my knowledge with my children and my audience overall, you know, as well as my monetary wealth. Yeah. It, it I'm just it's one of those things I've always dreamt of. I'm I'm such a caregiver and I wouldn't say people pleaser, I would definitely say caregiver. Um, I like that. I like that term. Yeah, it's just gonna be all my people pleaser, just like I don't please nobody. People might be mad at me, you know, it's just right. fine, but I will take care of somebody. Right. I have right. no problem doing that. I like that uh, that that mindset right there. Yeah. A lot. I just feel like people pleasers more of like it's that definitely 
it could be a little extreme, but it's a very slave mindset. It's very right. like, you know, I'm bound to, no, I'm a caregiver. You know, I'll take care of you should you need it. God, you're a deep guy, man. I love it. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> like, I, you know, I've only met you maybe one time, like we actually interacted, but I've seen you, I've followed you and everything else. And uh, I'm so glad you came on because I'm like, this is what I love about the podcast is you get to know somebody just by sitting down and talking yeah, and, and talking to thousands of other people at the same time. Right. Um, but uh, this is awesome. You know, I, I'm like, I, I made a, a lifelong friend for sure. Hopefully. 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 Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, if you accept my friendship. Of course. <laughs> I mean, then that's why I love podcasts too, because I'm always telling someone, I want to be on another podcast. It's just because it's a really fun time to kind of, when you have discussions, redevelop your way of thinking. Sure. Because, you know, as I'm spewing out all this stuff to you and letting you know about myself and those watching about myself, I'm also thinking, damn, that's okay. Maybe I should really focus on that part of me for a little bit, you know, or this and that. And plus I get to also know the person that's hosting the podcast. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's almost a, like a therapy session. It really is. You know, cause you're talking about something and you're like, you know, I, I, I feel passionate about this, but I, haven't given as much thought to yeah. it as I should have as exactly. I'm talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. So it almost like kind of restarts the mind. Totally. I never thought about it that way. You know, I this is my 29th podcast. We've interviewed, I mean, because we've had several guests, uh, you know, almost 40 people probably um, on the podcast altogether with everybody here. And, I, and I've, I've learned so much from it. And I'm so glad I started this because of situations like this right now. Yeah. You know, uh, we didn't really ever communicate with each other, but uh, this is awesome. This is yeah, a lot it, of fun, man. It really man. is. It really you know? is. And uh, that's what I love about technology these days. <laughs> yes. And anybody can listen to this whenever they want. Yeah, it's such a great outlet, yes. too. I love it. I think podcasts are going to be uh, the death of FM radio by at some point. Honestly, it should be. Well, no, we need FM radio because, you know, there's people who don't have internet connection or phones or anything like that. Um, you know, there's a whole generation that still listens to AM radio and FM radio on a daily basis because they won't go to streaming or anything, you know. Um, but within the next 50 to 100 years, I think everything will be on a streaming base. And like FM, you know, uh, radio signals that are out through the air um, will always exist. Sure. But not to the point that they're at now. You know? Right. I think a lot of uh, FM stations will go over to podcast the best part about podcasts is people can listen to the content that they want yeah to anytime they want to they don't have to wait for, for as many 2 p.m to, to come on yeah exactly yeah you know and it's un- unedited right you know? we can say uh cool words on here and, <laughs> <laughs> i just i feel like podcast is a very it's a much more realistic um definition of what a conversation is yes unscripted i mean some of them are scripted and edited and everything to a point yeah mine are 100 percent like this will record and i'll upload it here in a couple hours and it'll be out i do not doctor it up or anything i don't edit anything like so whatever said is said and if if it pisses people off it pisses people off right you know it's conversation yeah it's it's life i know um and what i love too is that you're on the podcast app oh yeah yeah i love that we're all actually on google spotify apple Yes. Uh, and like three other freaking platforms. Yes. I got this great uh, podcast company that uh, takes care of me. Um, that's the the ads I do. The Anchor.fm mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. uh, company. So shout out to Anchor. They have taken care of me very, very, very well. I love that. Um, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. You know, I, we're missing DJ Verbatim today because I know he would have loved to m- uh, meet you. Oh, if, if you DJ. Uh, he's working. We work at the same place oh, during the day. Go. Yeah, I know. I, I just have a different schedule. So There you go. I know. But uh, 
No, we'll have you back on here for sure. And, for uh, sure. Yeah. So what's coming up here? We're not done yet, man. We just hit an hour, so we got we got more to go. Good, dude. An hour. That's a yeah. It's like a time Good. capsule down here. It really is. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, hey, oh, an hour's up. Like we. No, yeah, we, we can we can talk as much as we want. Man. Um. Well, honestly, uh, besides Minnesota. Yeah. I mean nothing. I have. Um. I'm doing a show October twelfth. Um. That's gonna be at the Shores Event Center. That's just right over that's here. Down the street. Yeah. Um. That it's place a, is awesome, except for it sucks to load shit in there, man. Oh, my God. Stairs. No, there's an elevator. Is it really? Yeah, there has to be, because it has to be handicap accessible. That's true. Yeah. Why, not, why am I not thinking of where the elevator's at? So, it, once you go in, right right after the stairs is the elevator. The stairs to go down. That's right. There is an elevator There is an right elevator. There. Yeah. Damn. I feel like an idiot, because that show was like, oh, just use the stairs. <laughs> I mean, you're in shape. Like, I use the elevator because I'm fat. Shit, but... <laughs> Boy. Oh, my <laughs> um but yeah i got an event there um it's it's like it's a fun glow party it's just something that um management wanted to do just something fun because we don't tone dj in it um yeah is it yeah um we, we, we were like well we don't want to compete with port tornadoes with their halloween event because yeah. good that's, luck on that by the way <laughs> and, and it's just like you know they they deserve that day you know what i'm saying i mean they they have worked hard to get where they're at you know, as a cover band, they've worked very hard. Yeah. And the fact that they've been blessed to be able to be in that space and pretty much be like, this is an annual event. Yeah. And to put on such a fun moment for CR folk, that's dope. You know, and they get to have, um, I've been wanting to work with them for the longest time, but they get to have another artist that I am close with, um, Elizabeth Von Presley. Yeah. They'll have her, I want to say, either be like an opening act or like an yep. intermissive act or whatever. Um, so I'm proud of both of them. And yeah, I'm happy we had for Mike Schulte both. on here on the podcast. I love that. Yeah, he's a great guy. How is he doing? He's doing great. Good. He's got his own podcast called the Cedar Rapids Music Scene. Mike, hey, you listening? I'm going to be in your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you on. Yeah. yeah. Mike's a good buddy of mine. Uh, he graduated a year below me at Xavier. We're actually twins on twin day during spirit week of homecoming. <laughs> we look nothing alike. Uh, I we, was like, we wore white t-shirts and jeans. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. It was kind of one of those things like, uh, you got a twin for tomorrow. No, do you want to be twins? All right. We're twins. That's, that's, make how, it that's how we became friends 20 years ago. I love that. Yeah. That's really authentic. That's hundred percent true. That's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so, you know, just... they pay for all that themselves. Yeah. They fund all that. Yeah. I mean, I would, they, I would assume so. Y'all made they make good money. Well, I know, but uh, you know, you you'd think something like that, there'd be a management company or something. No, they're self managed and yeah. everything. Yeah. So and I mean, and if you're being honest, when you know they're mostly just based around here, mm-hmm. like that's a smart way to go. If, if you're mostly just you know, we're probably just gonna mostly stay up in this area, blah blah blah. That's smart. They know their market. They know yeah. it works for them. Cut out the middleman. Just do it yourself. Yeah, that's a great idea. They just did my 20 year reunion. Um, it was out at the uh, Colonel Stadium. So my our 20 year class reunion from Xavier. Yeah, uh, we had our reunion out there, and then they played a show, and there was like 4,000 freaking people there. It was mm-hmm. crazy. That's why I was like, you need to get in front of those guys, really. I'm hoping. I will. I will talk. Please, I, I will would, talk to. I my would friends. love to. In fact, I would love to um, have them do a cover of my song. I think that'd be kind of fun. If they, if everybody else knew it, it's a thing. That's true. They, the, they, they really only do songs that people like. No, no. Yeah. Which is smart around I mean, here. But they're all over the board. They're doing country. They even mm-hmm. did sale, like which is an EDM song. Yeah. And um, you know, they, I mean, 
power technology now, man. You can do all that, you know, with, right. the, with the keyboards and the sense and all that stuff. Accurate. God, man, it's awesome. I know. Like I said, the more power to them. Um, but yeah, we were uh, the global party thing. You were like, oh, this like a Halloween party, and I was yeah. like, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not smart. Not not a good business move. Um, so they decided on just a fun little glow party mid October, uh, the sixteenth, October sixteenth, and sixteenth or twelfth. You said the twelfth earlier. Did I, I say the twelfth? Yeah, you did. I, um, so October sixteenth is a Wednesday. What's the twelfth? The twelfth is a Saturday. Of October. I think it's the twelfth. Yeah, dang it! I got a wedding that day, so I won't be able to make it until way later. Damn. But if not, otherwise... I mean, it's literally from like nine to one. Yeah, I know. It... But Wendy's last forever. And it's yeah, it's it's out of town, so I probably won't get Oof. home until after one. Um, otherwise, I was gonna be like, hey, I got some sound and lighting, you know. But, hey, but, okay. Yeah. Sure. You know. But uh, when are you, when are you taking off for uh, the Twin Cities? I'm not sure when next year, but okay. for sure next year. Okay, so you don't have a definitive date. Mm-mm. So I'd like to work together with you on a, a show that we can put up here maybe this winter. Okay, I've always I'm my goal is to do a, a New Year's Eve party. That's I, I love. Okay. That time of year. What is New Year's Eve this year? Let's see here. That's it's a day Tuesday. On a Tuesday of all freaking days. All right. Um. Well, I have the next day off, obviously, and I have that day off, and I don't have the kids. Uh, we can try and work on something yeah. after we get off the air here. We'll we'll talk and, uh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I mean I did um, Elizabeth's on Presley's Ice Ball last year, Dance Mo Ballroom. And yeah, yeah. I was just like, this is such a fun holiday to do something like this on. Like, I need to do this again. It's amateur night. You know, it's a bunch of people that go out that don't normally ever go out, and they just get plastered, right. you know? So, like, on those nights, I'm like, I get my premium pay. Like, I charge, like, triple what I normally <laughs> charge because it's a lot of work. And, yeah. And uh, everybody is just, you know, everybody comes out that mm-hmm. normally, you know, the, everybody gets a babysitter. People who only go out once a year, that's their once a year. Literally. Yeah. Uh, and if we can't do a New Year's Eve, let's you know, let's look at something like uh, February or March even. Totally. And uh, I want to do a Valentine's Day show too. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, you know, I I got good ends at cocktails. Um, you know, tailgaters, venues that have stages and everything. And then nice. we talked to my buddy Matt Bergstrom, bringing a you know big fat sound system for you. Okay. You know, you know Matt. He, uh, he's got some shit. Oh yeah, he's oh, got yeah. he's got the shit. Yeah, he's got those. He's du- with the shits. I like that dude. He and he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he's kind of a douche, but uh, he knows what he's doing. I say that every time I talk about him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Him and I've been working together almost twenty years too. So <laughs> I know, right? I know everything's a twenty year increments with me apparently. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's plenty of time to develop good relationships with folks. So. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get a show together. Have some fun, you know. Um, Most definitely. Even if we bring Rollin K, I like you know his his style of music is a little different too, and um, get some uh, my other DJs involved. For sure. Know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm making plans right here on the air and Facebook Live. And okay. Else. And Tone's probably like, hold on, that's my motherfucking artist, man. <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta text an email me right now. Yeah. What are you doing? I I, I would have got a text if he was watching. He'd been <laughs> like, hey man, you gotta go through me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Baby, it's two A's, I S A A C. But I love you. Thank you. <laughs> People always spell my name I S S A C. 
And I'm just at this point, I'm like, damn, I'm comfortable with it now because y'all they've been doing this. I S A A C. That's my that's the correct spelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm Brian, mm-hmm. which I've, everybody knows, but it's Brian with a Y. Yeah. Nobody spells it with a Y. They just automatically assumes it's not. Yeah. You know, B R I A N. Yeah. Dude, people will comment on my Facebook shit, and I'm like, my name is right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is. I've gotten Facebook messages from people who like wanted to do business together. You saw my profile, you click the messenger option, you see my name at the top of the messenger app, and you still say ISS. Yeah, it, yeah. it cracks me. I'll be like, this is funny. At first I would be get I would get so angry, but now I'm just like, this is actually comedy. Yeah. This is funny as hell. I know people that I've known literally for for ten or fifteen years will comment on shit and they're and, and they'll be like, Hey Brian, B R I and and right. I respond back and be like, you know, whatever. And by the my way, it's a Y. And they're like, Oh, my phone just automatically went and, and maybe lie. it does. You lie. Maybe it does. You know? I gotta go, y'all, because my phone about to die. But um you got uh, plenty of stuff up on here. Oh, you're talking about Facebook. I'm like, we're not done here. No, no we, we we chilling here. Facebook, my, my phone said, We're at five percent. We gotta we we can't do this. I said, Okay, no problem. Is that the same charger? Probably not. Um Yes, sir, it is. I appreciate it. Look at that. Thank you very much. Is it charging? It is charging. Oh, see? You're good. Yeah, see? I you am... ain't got to go. Oh, I went. I, I went. <laughs> I went. That's, that's, that's a good hour. Yeah, y- yeah. Y'all can watch that. But um, get my phone because I got to work. What time is it? Yeah, I got I got plenty of time. I got to work at 5 today. I'm not looking forward to that at all. I don't know. How late? 9? 10? I'm not close, so I'll be there till 10, 10.30. Where's that at? Vito's on 42nd. Oh, it's a great place. Mm-hmm. Good food. We actually, what I love about our new staff is we just hired um, a new general manager, a new kitchen manager. Okay. And they both throw down in the kitchen. That's awesome. So literally, you know, I'm always telling folk, hey, food's actually good now. Food. It was always good there. It was always good, yeah. but child, you got people that know how to season food now. Yeah. So, you know, food's always great. But like <laughs> now, just walk up in, request me as a server because you can get a pop in, and have a great night. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have to take my kids there here. Maybe next week when I have them. For sure. I'll pop out. I love Vito's sure. Forty Second. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go spend eighty dollars tonight. I'm gonna do it at Vito's. You know. It's a good place to do it. We got yeah. good drinks. You got great wine there too. I'm on the staff. We do have great wine. Yeah, obviously, I'm a wine guy. So. Me too. Are you? Yes. We just uh, drank this bottle of uh, Stag's Leap 2012 Artemis Ooh, the okay. other day on the podcast. Yeah, my buddy uh, Jesse Sauerbrau, he uh, he owns the uh, Lincoln Wine Bar and shut up in uh, Mount Vernon. Wow. He did a he did a podcast here, and look what he brought. You know what that is, right? Yes. What a gentleman. Yeah, he brought Cristal and and fried chicken. <gasps> okay, Young brought some Luke Belair. Damn. Yeah. What's crazy is so I was just in Mexico last couple of weeks ago and they brought us complimentary wine in our new mexico room. or mexico i'm sorry mexico okay uh cozumel to be more exact okay and you know my lovely parents they splurged a little bit just to get us good rooms good room service we were sure. at the resort and b- th- when we arrive and before we leave they blessed us with this bottle of uh cabernet sauvignon and I'm not a fan of cabs usually, just because they're very dry. Sure. There's a heavy bite with every sip you take. But 
the wines that they produce in Mexico. It's all produced in Antigua. And the way they produce them, every single one, dry, sweet, whatever, is always smooth. So this Cabernet that I had, I was like, damn, this is good. So the first bottle of wine that was in my room, I didn't even touch it until like the second to last day we were there. And just because it was, you know, Cab, I'm not going to drink the Cab. and give it to my mom. She likes Cab. But room service guy comes through and he's like, oh, you're leaving, you know, in like, you know, a day and a half. So we're going to bring this to your room now. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, let me just try this and see if it's actually any good. Because I have two bottles. Okay. I tried it and I was like, oh, this hits. And next thing you know, I was down a bottle and a half in the next two hours. (laughs) That a boy. See, your palate will develop, though. You know, uh, it definitely will. When I first started drinking wine, when I was nineteen, twenty years old, I could not drink dry wines. You know, I started off with the Rieslings mm-hmm. and the Gewurztraminers, the Moscato. Uh, I skipped Moscato because I already knew. But like Riesling, Gewurztraminer, especially Gewurztraminer, it has a little bit of dryness to it, but it's it's mainly sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a German yeah. white wine. I should add that I'm a certified wine specialist through the Gal Institute. Are you really? Yeah, I got a wine cellar in the back room here. So I used to sell wine. I used to be a wine and spirits manager for Hy-Vee for seven years. So I used to buy wine. I'm about to be at your house every week. (laughs) I'm just saying. Drink up all my wine. I I used to make wine for Cedar Ridge Winery and Distillery. And uh, yeah, I used to be a production assistant. You can teach me all this stuff because I've always wanted to know more about wines. I know booze, man. I know booze like the back of my hand. You know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we get... Dude, I gotta show you this, man. This is nuts, right? So, first of all, hold on. We'll we'll uh, we'll ramp up the story here real quick. Okay, first of all, on every single podcast, we talk about somebody that's been staring at you this entire time. That's maybe a little awkward. I just saw it chapter two, so I'm, you just gave me goosebumps, and I'm like, it's Boo McNutt. Okay, we made eye contact. <laughs> We're good. Because I legit was like, <laughs> is there somebody I'm about over to there? See, like it him Pennywise behind me. Uh, dude, that no, movie messed me up. No, that movie no. told me up. I got out the theater, <laughs> dog. I got out of the theater, and uh, damn, but not a blood moon, but the moon was orange looking. And I got outside, and I was like, I don't like this. I get home, I couldn't sleep right. I woke up the next day. I, all the lights was cut on in my house, and it was mind you, sun was up. I still said, no, 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 no. The lights will be on in this house. Oh man! So when you you said, oh, someone was been looking at you, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> No, it's just Boo McNutt. We talk about him in every single episode, right? And so uh, he hasn't been really seen yet. I think Tone took some pictures, but not uh, – he was just in the background. But So everybody that listens to the episodes, they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so only the people that come on the podcast actually get to meet Boo McNutt. Yeah. Now, Boo McNutt has been around for over 40 years. Wow. Right? So uh, I think he's Polynesian. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's something else, isn't he? He's kind of creepy. I like it though. It adds character. There, there's a guy at uh, work that looks just like him. Huh? Nice guy, Mike. You know, uh, but you, uh, Mike. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so this is my grandparents' last place that they lived, and I inherited their house, right? And every single house that my grandparents lived in, my grandfather always had a bar in the basement, and Boo McNutt always hung out in the bar. Wow. He scared the hell out of me as a little kid. <laughs> you know, I'd run by the bar like, oh god, this thing is scary. But now I, I've just kind of embraced him. So some of the stuff is nostalgic. Um, like that's 1977 um, Iowa, Iowa State uh, full case of Pepsi. Yeah, right? those are big bottles. Uh, they're they're 12 ounces. That's 16. Yeah. Uh, Oh, they are 16. They say 16. Yeah, they're a pint. Yeah, they are big. Um, but yeah, they, they've never been opened. Those are full cans of uh, mini Budweiser's that you got over in Vietnam. Right? Wow. 
Look at the Vietnamese writing on them. And they're all full. Like, look at the tab on top and everything. Yeah, those are from the 60s. I know this beer is rancid. <laughs> well, it's sealed. It's probably good, to be honest with you. It's just going to be... I mean, it's not going to hurt you. Right. I don't drink beer, so whoever... Isn't that cute, though? I that's mean, dope. That thing is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to check this out, though. This is awesome. Oh, he doing something, y'all. What he... Okay. We're going to read some books. All right. So put this right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Check that out. So it looks like a bookcase. Then you open the top, sure. and there are old decanters that still have whiskey in them, probably from the 60s, I believe. It looks like coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. It looks like coffee. Can I smell it? Yeah, yeah. Open it up and smell it. It smells just like booze. You know, it's crazy. Here's an airline bottle from 1966. Canadian Club? Yeah. And this is what they used to give you on the plane. Look, there's still a little bit left in there, too. Damn. Isn't that wild? That is insane. I know. Oh, my goodness. The nostalgia. It, it, like, it's just, I love the character that these have. This is so beautiful. Isn't that fun? It is. Is it going, is it all the way down? Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to so. break it. I think oh, so. Jesus. There we go. There okay, we go. Yeah. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, I got to inherit all this yeah, old, that's, damn. old stuff Yeah, from... Man, my grandparents, they keep it simple. They don't... <laughs> my grandparents are folks. They, they like to just... They like to be in with the new. They got the Apple TV. They got the this and the that. And I'm like, that's great, but like... I know. And none to keep. Yeah, this basement is kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's old school, but yet it's homey. Yeah, I like it a lot. This actually would be a really beautiful, like, recording space for, like, music and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, and then we got the theater in the back corner there, and the kids just hook up their Xboxes and stuff sure. to it. Like, I don't, they, that's, you know, it's for them, you know. Yeah. You know. So I sit upstairs and watch my TV, <laughs> you know. Do your own thing. I know that's right. This cut cable recently. Really? Yeah. So I just got the internet and I got a couple fire sticks. Okay. Perfect. That's all you need. Ten bucks a month. So I was yeah. paying over two hundred a month for cable and internet. Now I pay a hundred dollars a month, including my internet services. And what my... internet do you have? Mediacom still. Nice. Thousand gigs a month I get. Damn. So you get a terabyte that you can download, and that doesn't slow down. That's super nice. Yeah. For ninety bucks a month. Yeah. I can... take it. Yeah, and especially amongst all the devices. Probably yeah, we got like 20 it. of them here. I got two different routers with four bands. That's ridiculous. I know. We, we love a good bandwidth. You have to have it, though. You have to. You Fun know? fact about me, though. Okay. I'm a gamer. You you are. I am. See, my um, son is big time. Yeah. I And it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not big into console gaming. Um, I like... You know, I like my Final Fantasies. I like I like okay. my Dragon Quests. I like so the storylines. Yeah, yeah, I like um I like horror games a lot too. And it fucked you up. It it they all tear me up. They all from the look toe up from the flow up. They all do. I, I just I love the rush. I love the scare. I love the and I'll, honestly the story in a lot of them the horror games are great too. Yeah. Um, but my uncle is also a gamer. He's the one that lives in Minnesota. Okay. And Every, you know, maybe I'd say three to four times a year, I'll go down and we'll have big, like, 25-person LAN parties. No shit. In his basement. Like, I'm talking, like, his bandwidth with his wife, it's, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, he he built his own router. Nice. Essentially. Yeah. And it's, this thing is like massive. Right. And it's heavy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just cut. He's like, that's the land router. Just cut that. And I'm like, okay. You turn it on, and there'll be like three different Wi-Fi's that pop up on your phone, and you could walk halfway down the block, and the signal is still three bars. No shit. Dude, it's insane. Um. But yeah, like we'll be down there. We'll play games like Diablo or StarCraft off of Blizzard Entertainment, or um, we'll play Smite. What's Smite? Um, Smite never... is a MOBA. Um, You're speaking a language I don't understand. It's a multiplayer online battle arena style game. Okay, so like a first person shooter type thing? Not necessarily. Um, it's more of a third person. Um, It's almost like if a first-person shooter was third-person, and instead of shooting things, you're playing with any type of Greek, Roman, Norse, Egyptian god or goddess. It's like 150 plus people you can pick from to like. Wow. It's insane. And um, but yeah, you just like the game basically is you know you open up a queue for a certain style of game, whether it be like 5v5, 3v3, or like a big giant like conquest map is what they're called okay. and it's usually 5v5 and those types of games can last anywhere from 20 minutes to like an hour long wow. Same, but like each new game you can select any kind of guy that you want and there's all types of builds you can do it, it's super intricate, intricate. Yeah. yeah and normally i'm not like i'm not that big into it so like i get down there and they, oh it's a smite land and i'm like i'm gonna get really drunk and just say that i did good <laughs> that sounds great okay <laughs> It works every time. So see, I'm not a big gamer, and my my kids are like they they play the Fortnite and Roadblocks and Minecraft. They they really started on, but then they also play like Call of Duty and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. And they're all connected. But like they're like, why don't you play with us, Dad? And I'm like, because I'm watching another screen and my guy's just still running against a wall. Yep. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Th- there's so many buttons. Literally, you you, yeah. you give me a controller, and I'm going. Can I get a keyboard? Because so, I can do WSAD, I can do that. I can't right. do LTRT plus yeah. AB plus the 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 toggle stick in a circular motion. You got to press down the crouch. I can't do it. That's too much. Yeah, That's too much. <laughs> so the keyboard is where you rock up. Yes. And you use a mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keyboard and mouse. Oh, that's crazy. That's right. Oh, there's a lot such, of people like that. Literally, I'm such a nerd, and I love it. You know what? You just missed out on an amazing event uh, last Saturday. It really? was the Heartland Heroes 24-hour Gameathon. It was down at Nubo. What? From nine in the morning till Saturday morning till nine in the morning Sunday morning. It was a gameathon, and all all proceeds and everything that was raised went to the Steadfast uh, University of Iowa Children's Hospital. I would have yeah, a mad. They would have huge land set up. Inside. I would have whooped tail on Smash Bros. I'm sure you would have. Yeah, I mean Child. they went 24 hours. Yeah, that's insane. I know. Yeah. How the fuck did I not know about that? Well, uh, they they raised over ten thousand dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good for them. Yeah, they were on. Uh, I had them on my podcast back in July, um, kind of hyping up this event and so forth. Um, cool. It was a, it was a neat nonprofit. Was Logan on there? Who? Logan. Logan. Logan uh, Schultz, I think is the name. Mm-mm. Guy that um manages Nubo. I didn't see him. Mm. No, we uh we had the amphitheater outside, so Bridgestone brought us sound, and me and Matt Rissy played. And Tone came and played for two hours too. No, yeah, and Matt Rissy was there. He he closed out tonight. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I love Matt. It started raining and everything, kind of fucked everything up, but uh, all in all, it was a good event. Like uh, Zeno two point nine was out there earlier that wow. day. I started at nine a.m. and and was just playing and. Uh, 
there was a, they had like the whole, till three o'clock was all for the kids. Yeah. So they had a bunch of yard games and bouncy houses mm-hmm. and the Disney princesses and princes were there and like mascots and stuff. Um, so there was probably 150 kids out there and then, Damn. you know, we did the Macarena and shit. It was awesome. That's cool. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, man, if you're a big gamer, you know, um, you have to get in on it next year for, for sure. sure. Yeah. I think another big franchise that is very near and dear to my heart is the Zelda franchise. The Zelda franchise? Yes. I'm not, I'm not aware. Oh my God. The Legend of Zelda. Is... I, I know Zelda. Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay. I know that. At first I was like. No, no, no. I because I grew up in the the you know with the Nintendos in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Yeah, you know. So I understand Zelda, but I don't know what this event you're talking about or whatever. It's not an event. It's oh, just, it's just the franchise. Yeah, of Zelda. franchise. Yeah, that's yeah that franchise right there. That. Mm-hmm. How how is it? Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm sure it looks lifelike. I mean, I close remember, too. I mean, what's what's cool is like Nintendo still they like to keep it as modern as possible with the cartoon styles to right. it. I still wish they would make like an M rated Zelda game where you could where it looks very realistic. I wanna see Link hack and slash freaky looking demons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um but still like what I love about it is the whole franchise, it's so charming. And it's one of those that if I was really stressed out from an event and it's finally done and I just want to wind down, I will literally take two to three days out of my schedule block it completely open and i'll pick a game and i'll just play it until i beat it no shit and i'll 100 percent clear it it's just it's, it's very therapeutic for me you know and that's the best thing about video games you know i remember growing up our parents were like video games and tv is gonna rot your mind right now now it's actually suggested that kids play video yeah. games you know because the dexterity and the thought process and everything right. that goes into it it's just a whole different outlet <coughs> for your brain to be able to work in a different way than it might not be used to doing things yeah yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, mm-hmm. both my kids are straight A students, uh, especially my son. He's taking, he's a freshman, and he's taking uh, a, a junior sophomore class, and he's getting an A in it. Uh, That's what's he's, up. Yeah, he's killing it. It's it's, a, it's American uh, Indian history. I mean, so it's wow. not an easy class at all. He's the only freshman in it. There you go. Um, but you know, he he plays his video games, and I have no problem with it when he's here. Um, he may crack out on him for three or four hours at a time, you know, and he's got his headset on. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll be like, who are you talking to? Who are you playing with? Because I want to know. Sure. So it's not some creep, but he, he's a good kid. He knows. But uh, I know where he's at. I know what he's doing. He's not getting in any trouble. Right. I mean, when I was 14, <laughs> you know, I'm glad they're on the path that they're on. Different time. <laughs> yeah, man, different it was. Time. It was the 90s. Right. You know? I mean, so um, now they have excess to a hundred times more than I did when yeah. I was 14 and, and, and they're rocking it, you know? And so I think video games has been a good outlet for him to continue to be social while being safe in his home. Totally. I don't think there's anything wrong with video games. Actually, I like them. Yeah. I'm just not good at them. Now, well, Mario Kart Wii, I will fuck day. you up in all that. Day. Yeah, we'll play after this. Yeah, I got a Wii U upstairs. Okay. Let's go. Ooh, I got a Wii down here. We get, Yeah, we can get down. <laughs> That's the only game I can beat my kids in. That and, and Super Mario Brothers. It's be, that's how old school I am. But that's the thing. Like, that's the one thing that I love. I love old school games. Yeah. Like, they're just – they're stuff that you know you're good at. And it's stuff that it's simple enough where you can really get comfortably yeah. lost into it without putting too much focus to it. I tell you what, the Mario Kart will be the the one game that you could have be, be having the greatest day in your life. And then you play Mario Kart, especially against a computer, and you're pissed off for the next three weeks. Listen, <laughs> you know? I I remember um, when family was over forever ago. This is probably this is back when the only Mario Kart that I would play was um, 
the one on the uh, SNES system. It's like, I think the original Mario Kart. It had to be, because then it was on 64. Right, yeah. right. And I remember I was like, I was like top of the game. Like no one, no one was seeing me. Yeah. And then my cousin Mitchell comes over. He's like, oh, I'm going to beat you, Mario Kart. I'm like, bet. You won't beat me? I got you. I'm like five. Yeah. Talking smack. So we go up in the room, and I lose every round. I'm placing like fifth, sixth. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and for like two months, I would not talk to him. It, see, it ruined our relationship for a good two that, months. That damn game, though, you could be doing so well, and then you just get hit with a red freaking turtle shell. Yep. And then a first place a first uh-huh. place bomb, and then it just fucks you over. Yeah. And you can see the finish line, and you're in first the entire game, and you end up in ninth? Right. Motherfucker. Right. That's how TVs get broke. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's how TVs are broke. That's how... The Look, controllers, everything, yeah. You lose That's relationships. That's how the child service You disown family, you know? What happened? And they beat me Mario Kart with the blue shell. I yeah. don't. I don't. That's not okay. That's bullshit. That's absolute yeah. bullshit. I had three red ones surrounding me. It doesn't fucking matter, right? You know, unless you had the little horn thing. Yeah. To, to, God. And even then, might not work. And and what's up with the oil splotches? God damn those things! If you're in first place, the longer they stay on your screen. You know that? You know the oil. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So if you're in, if you're in last place and then the oil splotch comes up, it comes off that screen first. Then the third person fourth and yeah yeah so if you're in first it stays on your screen longer i know i've uh i've gotten so mad at that game where it's been like six months where i'm like i'm I'm not even talking to you literally not the Wii's fault you know but yeah yeah. you made me lose my first place fuck man you know i was uh the 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 skeleton turtle dry bones dry bones that's my character yeah that's my character i usually do uh uh the little Diddy Kong. I like Diddy Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm Dry Bones or I'm the homie Yosh. Yeah? I'm the homie Yosh all day or Dry Bones. What vehicle? Uh, I do the, I call it the Fisher Price loadout. It's the the little blue buggy car. Yeah. With the small little yeah. red wheels. Yeah. And um, the little airplane looking yeah. parasailer. That's my Fisher Price. See, I use the uh, the bike, not the car tracker, but like the dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has better handling mm-hmm. and it has better acceleration. Because I figure I'm gonna get hit. Right. So you need that acceleration. Right. But the speed's not always there. So like on straightaways, you can lose races if you're head to head with somebody. That's true. You know, but you can pop a wheel and go a little faster. There you go. Yeah. Right. I just I I drift way too much, probably you have more than to, I though. should though. That's why I'm like I could do a bike, but if I drift too early on this 200 cc. Yeah. I'm off of somebody's. Yeah, 200 cc is hard, man. It's so fast. It's so fast. Yeah. I remember when they first came up with the downloadable content for that, and I was like, "Oh, bet we gonna do this." And I started up, and I was all like, over the course. Whoa! Yeah. And then it's like, I don't need any more freaking mushrooms that make me go faster on right. Rainbow Road. Who needs fucking mushrooms? No. Nobody. <laughs> so I get the star on Rainbow Road, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck you." Yeah. You're, you're just you're rude because I, I needed it the whole time, but this one race you wanted. To, okay. Yeah. Exactly. No, what I need is is freaking a bullet. I need a bullet. <laughs> I need a bullet. I need a bullet. <laughs> I'm in first place, damn it, but give me a bullet. Yes, they won't. If you're in first, won't. you never get a bullet in first nope. place. I think it's like ninth place or or, or back. You get I a actually, there was one time I got a bullet. I was in fifth place. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, you probably got it. Man, I thought maybe they were passing you. Or no, something. no, I was in fifth, and you got a bullet. And I was like, bullet. What? what? bet 
blew my mind. Yeah, somebody at uh, over in uh, Japan got a an email from uh, we was like that shit can never happen again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. It was reported through the internet. You this know, kid, you this have kid in Iowa too got much a, power. Yeah, <laughs> if your ass is getting reported, yeah. and getting emailed by Nintendo. Listen, yeah. no, Mm-mm. that can't happen. That's again. crazy. That can't happen again. Yeah. We gotta fix that glitch. Is that your bathroom's over there? It is. Right? Sort okay. of thing. Am I gonna deserve the podcast if I use it real quick? No, go for it. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna do right it. Back. All right. Play like a song. I love the editing in this video. You think it's funny the way you played my heart. I got the impression that you were blind from the start. You were in a cape? I ain't talking about money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about greed. <laughs> I ain't talking about this or that. Well, matter of fact, you chose him over me. You could have been famous. You could have been somebody. You could have been happy with all the things I gave to you. You said you loved me only five weeks in. Thought you was a keeper, so why did it end? And I was played for a fool. You were so damn cool. I ain't talking about cape in a video, dude. That's fucking awesome, man. I like that. You should see the photo shoot that I have coming out soon. It's for kind of just like, you know, the fall look of everything. Yeah. Dude, I upgraded. I'm talking about a cape. You got any pictures? Um, you can just show me. Not yet. No? Not yet. No. no. Uh, I actually was at my uh, photographer's last night going through all 1,200 photos. Just a couple. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Um, you were just like, no, no, that's good. No, no, no. It was like a two and a half hour process. Just going through photos. Just think about all the ones you discarded that were actually probably good, but you had better ones, right? And just think about all those. What do they do with them? I mean, they just delete them. I mean, maybe they probably. I mean, I, I would say tell, I want all of them, right? Because you never know. Sure, like, some could work for. And some I mean, else. you know, I always tell my uh, my photographers it's like I like the ones where I'm, I know I look good in. But if you like ones that like fit your style better, or yeah. you just like it for yourself, keep it. Use like, it. Yeah, that's just fine. Yeah, you know. until he blows up and then you don't get any money for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that bed not happen. I'm chow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to be careful with stuff like that, you know? You really do, man. I mean, especially on the path that you're you're heading on. You yeah. got to protect yourself. You got to you protect do. your image and everything else. And people that, you know, like, oh, no, he's cool. He's not going to do that. But all of a sudden you blow up and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I got these pictures. And he makes money off it and you don't get a dime off it. Right. There I mean, has to be well, something the thing there. At that point, at that point, you know. I'm not gonna really fucking care about a fuck picture. You may okay. You if you get yeah, my but what if he makes a hundred thousand dollars off of it? Wouldn't thirty thousand of that be yours? Well, I'll be making more you. than that. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars off of me, that's wonderful. I'm glad you're able I'm to just find. Greedy. I'd be like, no, that's me. I own that shit. <laughs> no, you I know what I mean? for it, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I play like that was years ago, and you you. That's all photo of me, but you made that much money off of it. Hey, you better get your bag. That's great. Yeah, but you what know? if you're not a millionaire then, and he's making a hundred thousand dollars off it? My you... time, my time will come. I know it will, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying hypothetically. Right. What if you're not? What if you go a different direction in life, and this guy's making a hundred thousand dollars off pictures he took five years ago from you? 
Damn. You know, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's I mean, just the businessman of me being like, sure. protect yourself. Because I know your manager would be like, no, man, I want my 15%. Too. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely. Him. So how would you categorize your style of music? You know, I'm not trying to compare you to any other artist or anything, mm-hmm. but. When I watch your videos, when I hear songs like this last one we just listened to, mm-hmm. like, who do you think that people say, oh, Isaac Burris is like these artists or this artist? I am always being compared or lumped with the likes of Michael Jackson and Beyonce. Okay. Always. And that's that's super flattering to me because those are my biggest idols and inspirations ever Man, verbatim's gonna be so mad he missed it because he's like the biggest mj fan i've ever met my entire Damn. life yeah verbatim <laughs> i know <sighs> but um musicality wise starting out definitely michael um i mean the first ep was like i wanted to do could have been kind of as an homage to michael yeah. same with velvet empire i wanted to do my song smooth sailing almost as like a direct shout out to michael in that off the wall era okay um yeah i can see that but uh, with these new recordings and everything, I've really been tapping into my knowledge of music theory, playing around with chords, majors, minors, diminished sevenths, and all those things. Just my voice. Do you play any instruments? Um, not really. I mean, I guess you could say I play piano, but I, I, I more so would say I understand piano. Okay. More than that. Yeah, it. I understand. He did the um, finger quotes, by the way. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I understand piano to the point where I'm able to really get behind the science of the sound of music okay, and use it to my advantage for creating a vocal track and harmonics and harmonies and layers and all that fun stuff. Um, So with the music coming out eventually, um, then I'm working on and will eventually record, I think people would say, oh, that's more, that's more of a sound like, you know, Beyonce. And not necessarily, you know, he's trying to be or blah, blah, blah. Because first off, that's a woman. Me being a man, I can't really be like her. Right. Um, plus, it's Beyonce. You're not going to ever touch that woman, ever. Um, but there aren't many people in the industry that understand music like Beyonce does. And that's where I'm trying to get. Well, I'm she's, trying... she's definitely tenure, you know? Yeah. I mean, I recently just watched her documentary on the making of The Gift. The Lion King album that she made as a love letter to Africa, um, literally using sounds and artists birthed from Africa. That's awesome. Um, glorifying black skin and the culture and all the sounds and beauty that comes with it, tying it into the um, the lesson of Lion King. It's a beautiful body of work, and it's honestly one of the best things mm-hmm. I have on my phone hmm. as an album. It's unbelievably cohesive. You can literally feel the the musical understanding and talent emerging from her. And I would say the fact that she's in her peak doing what she's doing right now, kind of looking at that as a blueprint of, okay, I need to get here. This will obviously take time, but if I start now, I can get there sooner than later. Right. And, you know, I've really been kind of studying her work, not necessarily, oh, the music, but like, studying her understanding of music sure yeah um so that i can not copy but interpret that in my own way and apply it to my own sound and i think when you think of well when i think of recording artists that's what that is 
you know, you're not a recording artist unless you really understand the inner workings and mechanisms of music. You have to know it all. You have to. That's what Prince did. So Michael made his what um, Freddie Mercury did. Yeah. So Stevie Wonder does. Yeah. It, it, so Whitney Houston does. Did and it just you have to understand music. You have to understand the art that you're doing. Correct. In order to do it properly. Dude, man, you're such a deep guy. You're so intelligent. Thank you very much. Uh, man, I mean, like, the more I talk to you, I'm like, tell me more. I love this. I'm soaking it all up, you know? I mean, I, I know several artists. I know several DJs. I know several actors and comedians and everything, and they're all on here. Um, this was so much fun. Oh, my God, dude. Um, Your outlook on life is just, like I said before, refreshing. So Thank you. I mean, I... Had to go through a lot to get here. I would definitely say that. Yeah, but but I think it's 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 built your character. It definitely has. And you're just getting started. Mm-hmm. You're a young man. Um, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Isaac J Burris. I S A A C J B U R R I S. You can find me on Instagram. That's Isaac.Burris, I-S-A-A-C dot Burris, B-U-R-R-I-S. Find me on Facebook, Isaac Burris. Um, and then, of course, you can find me Spotify. on all digital streaming platforms, yeah. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Google, Amazon. I got them on iTunes now. You go. <laughs> I got them on iTunes <laughs> <you> now. Go. <laughs> yeah, y'all. I mean, I would say right now, more than anything, if you haven't followed me, do it now because this is where things are going to start getting interesting. Dude, you're a breath of fresh air, man. Thank you so you much. You really are, man. And uh, I'm so glad that you got to come out and hang out with us here on the GXP podcast today. Me too. And I got to hang out with you. Yeah. And uh, I want to hang out with you more, man. For you know, sure. I really do. Like, you're such a fun dude. You're so positive. And uh, I think uh, we, we need to get a show together here before you head off to um, the the Twin Cities. Most definitely. And even if you are up there, I'm sure we can get you back here. But uh, it's something that's going to be fun for everybody. Uh, uh, Showcase your talents and uh, make some money. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. So what song what song should we uh what song should we go out to? Uh, Smooth sailing, we should be dancing. Mm. Icy? Let's, you know what? Let's do We Should Be Dancing. We Should Be Dancing. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say to everybody out there in uh, the podcast world? Um, be yourself. Be connected. Yeah. <laughs> be happy. Um, you know what? I will let the music speak for itself. But I will say that as you go through your life and find your own avenues and if you've already found your avenue going through your life make sure that you're always moving with love at the forefront for sure and making sure that when people meet you for the first time that you want them to perceive you as a beacon of that love there shouldn't be any second guess of are they going to accept me and they're gonna like me you know be warm be inviting be welcoming to people because you never know what somebody's going through for sure 100 percent. you know um a lot of people are too busy to acknowledge other people's needs and mm-hmm. sometimes all it takes is a hello or yeah. holding the door for somebody and saying have a nice day right. um how are you today uh you never know what people can be going through and mm-hmm. i think the 
people have lost the humanity of another human being. Definitely. And they look at it as almost uh, inconvenience or a burden. And um, being able to just give even one minute out of your day. You can spare a minute. Mm-hmm. Say hello to somebody. A stranger. You know, um, right. it may make their day smile at somebody. Um, everybody walks past everybody now and they're so connected with their earbuds or on their phones or anything else. You know, when you make eye contact, eye contact, it's almost awkward yeah. for some people. And it's like, you know, smile. Like I smile at random people all the time. Mm-hmm. Tell them hello, you know, hold the door for people, uh, walking up, you know, with my kids and so forth. And, uh, there's a family behind us. I say, son, grab that door and hold it open. And we all stand there and watch them go. It mm-hmm. just blows people's mind. Yeah, it's it's amazing what kindness can do to somebody. It's it needs to be spread all the way around. Mm-hmm. I think we became so disconnected um, with technology and social media and everything else that yeah. interacting in the real world is becoming awkward. Mm-hmm. It's very it shouldn't true. be that way. No, that's why I don't do dinners with a lot of people. And if I do dinners, yeah, I love going out to eat and just really taking the time to get to know and understand someone because right. the you know windows of the soul is through their eyes and with food in the I should have fed you then shit no, you're know? just fine I should have fed you no yeah. you're just fine I'm on like meal prep plans and stuff you know I'm about to get back to working with dancing and everything so I gotta get myself back in formation with all that stuff you know we didn't talk about dancing have you ever taken any dancing lessons or, no. or schooling or anything you just it's all self-taught yeah it's all self-taught it's all it's all felt so my daughter is a competition dancer. She's been doing dance since she's three. Wow. So this will be her 10th year. Okay. She'll be 13 in April. Um, she does solos. Um, she does competitions. She learns like 14 numbers a year. That's I incredible. Mean, it, it, it kills my pocketbook. But uh, <laughs> she is so good at it. You know, mm-hmm. um, she's just tall, amazingly beautiful young woman. And... Um, Clumsy as all hell on everything else, but you put her on a stage and everything, and she does ballet, tap, lyrical, jazz, contemporary, hip hop. Um, and then she does production. She does um, uh, point. She does, um, and then she has her solo and everything else. It's amazing. And then she does like not only the the, the competitions throughout the year, but then she does the year end recital, and mm-hmm. she has to learn all this other stuff. And she goes to dance three nights a week for three hours a night. So she's got nine hours, ten hours a week in dance. That's good, though. It keeps her – it's her sport. Yeah. The most expensive fucking sport on the planet, but it's her sport. It's just because the people that teach it realize, oh, they can mooch off, whatever, and it's unfortunate. $300 a month for tuition. It it shouldn't be. (laughs) Dancing is one of the freest outlets of expression, and we shouldn't be charging that much all because you know you can. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Well, you know, there's some girls that come in and they do a year or two and it's not for them. You sure. Know? Her, on the other hand, she doesn't know any different. She was three when right. she started. So, you know, like my son, he does, he plays football and wrestles and runs track. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all sports sponsored school or event, you know, uh, sports. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the cost is minimal. But, sure. you know, I, I, I'm spending thousands of dollars a year on dance. And, uh, you know, my son turned 16, he's like, you know how much money you spend on Ryan dance? Like, I'm going to need a car. And I can be like, <laughs> you're fucking right. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, Shit, that's coming up. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. No, no. But, uh, I, you know, with the whole dancing thing, um, you know, like verbatim, God, I wish he was here because he's a killer dancer too. 
and he's all self-taught. Really? He really is. He he did the MJ show at the Ice Arena uh, for the uh, Cedar Rapids Titans when it was at the Ice Arena. They yeah. had an MJ night, and he was one of the dancers in that. Like, he can oh. choreograph and everything. Like I said, man, you guys need to link up. Cause they he would, do, because I am looking for an instructor for my rehearsals. And... I don't know if he'd be an instructor, but he would love, definitely like to probably be in one of your shows because he loves to dance. He's really good at it. He's, okay. He's he's awesome. Most definitely. Yeah, I know. Have you met him before? No. No, man. He's my right-hand DJ, man. Yeah, so. That's incredible. Yeah, he's my protege. Uh, 11, 12 years ago, he didn't know a thing about DJing. Damn. He's my best DJ on the team for there sure. There you go. Yeah, he's amazing. He loves MJ like no other. I mean, he's the biggest MJ fan, so. He'll have to listen to this episode and be yeah, like, mm, "When I come back, we can yeah. get back into that." Yeah, well, like I said, you know, um, you know, get with him because the kid can dance. I mean, he just actually had a birthday yesterday, so he's not a kid anymore. I think he, I'm not going to say his age, but uh, <laughs> he's he's definitely younger than me, way younger than me. But uh, um, yeah, he can dance really, really well. So a lot of his DJ gigs, he dances oh, like wow. while he DJs. Oh, and, and he's always okay. doing that. Yeah, that's different. I like yeah. that. He'll go out and dance with the crowd and like yeah. do the participation dances and all that stuff. That's cool. And yeah. So it's awesome, man. I'll have to link you guys up. Most definitely. Dude, it was such a pleasure to have you on today, man. Thank you. It was fun being I here. I know. I'm sitting here like just gloating over you, but you're <laughs> such a great person. And uh, um, I'm so glad that we got to sit down and talk and get to know each other. And thanks, everybody, for listening. What is my dog doing? Is she moaning and groaning? You got to go poop. You got to go poop. Go outside and go poop. You got your dog door. Like she knew what I said. Bless her heart. Right. Like, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you almost done podcasting, Dad? Right. <laughs> right. Bless her heart. Gemma Jean. You're the mascot of the GXP podcast. Shit. All right. What are we going up to? Oh, yeah. I already got it up here. We should be dancing. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> God damn. Isaac Burris, ladies and gentlemen. The great and powerful. We're going to be doing some shows together here. Uh, T1 Entertainment is his management. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say to anybody else out there? Shout out to T1. Shout out to T1. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Give you my secret. You couldn't keep it. Away, away, away. Why are we fighting? Screaming and crying Too late, too late, too late Well I try I got a feeling it's a matter of time I try Should be dancing Cause I just can't move When you're out in the streets You should be in my arms Till you under the sheets Cause I I know we die for one another We should be dancing by the system and I just wanna cave 